1: Well, as, uh, as you've heard me say before, if you're going to end the drought, it's usually short-term pain for long-term gain. What do I mean by that? Well, in California, for example, short-term pain, flash flooding, major travel delays in the mountains, uh, road closures. That's the short-term pain. The long-term gain is this is the way you get rid of a drought. And boy, we, we've had a very wet start to the season in California, and there's more of it on the way. Also in the Northeast, sneaky storms the next couple of days. You're listening to Weather Insider uh, for Wednesday, December 22nd. Meteorologist Bernie Reno. Now I'm solo today as we get closer to the holidays. All right, let's get rid of the Northeast here first. some sneaky storms. First of all, little shortwave, little piece of energy across the uh, northern Rockies uh, this afternoon is going to go across the upper Midwest as we get into Thursday. And then that's going to be going across the Northeast. Tomorrow, Thursday and the Friday, a little taste of snow. Not a lot, but you know what? It's gonna put you in the festive mood around Toronto, around Syracuse, around Albany. I'm not talking about a lot of snow, maybe coatings, uh, you know, maybe, maybe some slippery travel here and there. It's not gonna be a lot, certainly, but you know, when I talk about sneaky storms, that's that's what I'm talking about. Nothing that's all that strong. There's no a blockbuster storm on the way, but you have these little systems that'll be coming in the flow. You know, I I I, I can see, I you know, places like Syracuse, it's cold, coating to an inch of snow. I could absolutely see that Thursday and the Friday. I could see it in Albany. I could see a little bit of snow, a little bit of snow across us, you know, southeastern New England, some flakes falling Christmas Eve morning in the Boston area. All right, so we'll watch that. That goes offshore. And then there's another little system that's going to be coming as uh, uh, as we get some warm advection that we're going to get Friday night in the Christmas morning, um, uh, you know, a little bit of, 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 of ice across New York State, parts of uh, maybe even down in the northeastern Pennsylvania. But on, on Christmas Day, it's primarily rain across, you know. Uh, the Northeast. But once you get to the New York State Thruway on North, from Christmas even the Christmas Day, could be a little tricky. And then, you know, you, you may start, you know, north of the Thruway across, I think it's north and west of Boston, probably north of the Mass Turnpike, is going to be some snow on Christmas Day in the Sunday. Then that storm leaves, it gets colder. And then, you know what? Keep an eye on Monday. Keep an eye on Monday. So some tricky storms coming into the Northeast, depending on, on the storm tracks. So let's keep an eye on that. So again, we've got, we've got one system that is, uh, is going to be moving toward the Northeast Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. I think it's primarily rain, but there can be an ice. So keep an eye on that. That's a tricky forecast. Now, in the West, it's easy. Now, it's a complicated weather pattern, but I think it's easy. It's going to rain. It's going to snow. Here's what's going on. Uh, first of all, what has happened in the West, especially in the Sierra, is is nothing short of unbelievable. Well, not unbelievable, but I- exactly what they needed. For example, I, you know, one of the places I look at for for precipitation in the Sierra is a place called Blue Canyon. They're located 5,300 feet. They're um, uh, they're right on Interstate 80 and it just gives you an a, 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 a sense of how much liquid they've had. They've had over, let's see they, as of yesterday, as of yesterday, they've had almost 32 inches of liquid. And what I mean by that rain and snow. Since October 1st. Why do we care about October 1st? October 1st is uh, not. uh, That's the beginning of the wet season from October to May. Really, most of the precipitation you see in California is December, January, February, most of it. But anyway, they've had over 32 inches. I, I, I think they're already above last year's total. That's how dry it was last year. It's been an incredible wet season so far. It's, it's exactly what we needed. San Francisco, their wet season, they've had over 12 inches of rain since October 1st. Uh, about probably about 2 weeks ago, the snowpack in the Sierra percent average to the date. So so, you know, what we should be seeing on the ground now was like 10 to 20%. It's now near normal. That's how much snow they've had. Now the pattern is loaded for the Sierra absolutely undeniably loaded for precipitation. You've got an upper low that's coming across the Northwest today. Also, you've got a little shortwave, some energy off the California coast, that Northern piece will, will, will send that um, energy off the California coast in the central California as we head toward tomorrow. Then the whole thing moves Southward in the Southern California tomorrow night and Friday. Now, Uh, rain, soaking rain. I think, you know, lots of locations along the coast will get one to two inches of rain. I'll tell you what, Southern California is not an easy place to get precipitation because it's hard to get the jet stream that far south. But when you do, it almost always overachieves. And what do I mean by that? Well, uh, well, I think San Francisco is going to pick up one to two inches of rain. I'm concerned that Los Angeles picks up two to four inches of rain Beginning late Thursday and lasting in the Christmas Eve. And if they get two to four inches of rain, they're going to flood. They just well, there will be you're going to be hearing about flash flooding in Los Angeles. And uh, I'm concerned that, you know, at the very least, they're getting an inch or two of rain. I think they're getting two to four inches of rain in Los Angeles. I think it's going to pour. And uh, again, late Thursday into Christmas Eve. So do be careful. There's going to be flash flooding. Now, this is storm number one. This leaves by Friday morning. By that time, from now until Friday morning, I think, you know, we're going to be looking at about, ugh, I'd say about two to four feet of snow in the Sierra. One, well, Let's say one to two feet around 5,000 feet up above 7,000 feet. You're probably talking about two to four feet of snow. Now, that that that's round one. Then your second system, which is a colder system, that's going to be arriving late Friday. And that's going to last in the Saturday and in the Sunday. And I think it's going to thump snow in the Sierra. That will then leave. That will then leave uh, by Sunday afternoon. So I think there's another just based on that, based on that second system. You know, I, I, I think there's another two to four, three to five feet of snow. Is it, This is a cold system. So if you add it all up um, in the Sierra from now until let's say Sunday morning when that storm leaves, I think you're probably talking anywhere about four to five feet of snow around 6,000 feet up above 8,000 feet, eight to 10 feet of feet. So you're talking about four to 10 feet of snow on top of what they already have. So, by, the, by Sunday, we're going to be well above normal in the Sierra snowpack. Why is that so important? Why am I always obsessing? Well, I'm an obsessive compulsive person anyway. It's uh, so I'm obsessed about anything. Why do I care about that so much? Because keep in mind, that's the way you fill the reservoirs in California up during the spring months. When you know, Once you get to like May or even April, your rain's over in California for the most part. It's pretty much over. You won't see a drop of rain during the summer months or the spring months. So how do you fill the reservoirs melting snow? And keep in mind that they have these aqueducts that bring all of the melting snow. That's how California gets their water as well. So you have all these aqueducts transporting the water because by itself, there's not enough water in California for people. You've got to transport it from elsewhere. That's the way California survives. And they get that through the melting snow. That's why it's so important for the snowpack. And then, then, it gets even more interesting next week because you continue to bring down these troughs in the Northwest flow. The tricky part of this is the location of these troughs. Where are they? Uh, So let me explain. So are the trough, if you take the trough axis, is it moving from Seattle to Salt Lake city or is the trough axis going to remain off the West coast of the United States? The big difference, because if it remains off the West coast of the United States, Next week, you're talking more feet of snow for the Sierra. And by the time we end, you know, 2021, it is going to be there's going to be a tremendous amount of snow in the Sierra. So much snow. They may be getting close to close to seasonal average. If if and it's a big F, if this trough stays off the West Coast all of next week and continues to pump snow in the Sierra. And again, that, that's a big if. you know, how much snow could there be next week? If that were to happen, how much snow there could, could there be? If it stays offshore and you, you have the West Southwest flow. I mean, you could be looking at another five to 10 feet of snow that, you know, that much, if, If that would happen. Now, I'm not sure it is, but that's something to watch. I suspect, though, the way the weather works, that this trough is going to be a little farther east. So you're not going to get a repeat in the Sierra that we're seeing this week. You know what you will get, though, with these troughs farther inland? You know who starts getting hit with the heavy snow, the Wasatch, the Uintas, the Colorado Rockies. And then you've at some point, something's going to try to bust south to Denver and we'll try to we'll finally get a a, a sizable snow in Denver. You know, so that's something to watch for. But certainly the trough is going to stay in the west. Now, what does that mean for next week? Well, I I, I do think if that trough comes farther east, you're going to start building this cold air in the upper Midwest and the northeast. And I'm telling you, I know I've been telling everybody this. The snow's coming in the Mid-Atlantic and the Midwest. It's got to come eventually. I'm starting to see signs that the storm track across the central United States is going to start shifting south, in which case then the snow chances will finally begin in cities like Chicago, Indy, Pittsburgh, State College, AccuWeather Global Headquarters, New England. Now, 995, it may wait a little longer. But there are signs of that finally happen. But well, you know, we need the pattern to change from where it is now with the trough in the West and, and you know, especially intermountain west and off the west coast, you have a west southwest flow and you, you're constantly bringing in warmer air. But I do see signs that the cold air will eventually win out. So listen, this weekend batten down the hatches, not only in the uh, and the other thing I want to talk about. I almost forgot, you know, you're going to get accumulating snow in Seattle this weekend. Seattle. Portland. It's not the ideal setup. I was talking with Melissa about this yesterday. You know, the ideal setup is a a positively, positively tilted trough off the West Coast. So you lower pressures off the West Coast of the Northwest. And because the uh, uh, wind flow goes from high to low pressure, you bring in a northeasterly wind. And that's how you get the cold air coming all the way down, uh, all the way down to the I-5. And then with that West-Southwest flow, brings in Pacific moisture and you undercut it, right? You've got the cold air at the surface, warm air aloft, and that's how you snow. Well, th- this upper low is coming right over Seattle. That's another way you get it. So you're going to have bursts of snow. I think it's really, you know, I could see snowflakes in Seattle Saturday, but I I, I think that it really gets cold enough Saturday night the Sunday, and you've got to worry about accumulating snow down the I-5. You know, Seattle, Portland, Corvallis, Eugene, it gets cold and there's bursts of snow where there's, you know, coding to two locally, four or five. You got to worry about that. So you, you're going to have more snow by the end of this weekend, probably in Seattle than you've had in Chicago. So watch for that sneaky storms in the east stormy in the west and then what we have to decide is where where are those troughs located next week are they off the west coast in which case then you're going to start bringing in more heavy snow into the sierra or are the troughs going like uh from the northwest into the intermountain west in which case then these systems are moisture starved for california but you're going to start picking up the snow across the intermountain west it would also be in lowlands Low the high valleys like cities like Elko, Salt Lake City, so it's an interesting pattern. I hope everybody has a fabulous Christmas and holiday season, and uh, we'll be back with you next week. Thank you for listening to today's edition of Weather Insider for the latest in breaking weather news. Be sure to follow Bernie Reno on Twitter at @acu_reno. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your
0: favorite shows. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy.